Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. So happy to join with you today. Oh, gosh, I love this year. Oh, and it still has that New Year smell to it, doesn't it? (laughs) I'm Jennifer Hadley, and I love to pray. So we're going to start with turning inward. I invite you to place your hand on your heart. As we open ourselves and take this deep breath of love and gratitude, so grateful and so thankful that love is all that there is. Love is all that we are. So grateful and thankful to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self, to remember, to recognize, to know, to share, to be the love. We are grateful and thankful to recognize that the Holy Spirit, the mighty I Am Presence, is all that we are. We are grateful and thankful to recognize the unity of all life, and this is the holy purpose of our joining. We are grateful and thankful to come together in holy relationship, joining with Spirit, all one of one mind. We open ourselves to divine insight and true clarity. We're releasing all attachment to a false identity, a mistaken identity. We're letting go of ideas of sin. And we're standing in the truth of our wholeness and our perfection. That our beauty and perfection is eternal. It's infinite. It's unbreakable. It's unhurtable. So we're willing to remember and recognize that this is so. And we come together for this purpose now. In gratitude, we share the benefits with all. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Yes. So, our topic this week, Spirit is so good. What a yummy topic I was given, which is, what is the ego? So, those of you who have really been through your Course in Miracles book, you may recognize there's a section in the back, if you've got all the books in one, and it's called The Clarification of Terms, and in there, the the first term is mind spirit the second term is the ego the miracle and it begins with illusions will not last their death is sure and this alone is certain in their world it is the ego's world because of this what is the ego but a dream of what you really are A thought you are apart from your creator and a wish to be what he created not. It is a thing of madness, not reality at all. A name for namelessness is all the ego is. A symbol of impossibility, a choice for options that do not exist. 
We name the ego, but to help us understand that the ego is nothing but an ancient thought, that what is made has immortality. So in other words, the things that we make in this world, like the ego, they don't have immortality. They are not eternal. They are not infinite. They are only of this world. And what happens in this world stays in this world wherever this world is. It says, But what could come of this except a dream, which, like all dreams, can only end in death? What is the ego? Nothingness. But in a form that seems like something. In a world of form, the ego cannot be denied, for it alone seems real. Yet could God's Son as God created him, abide in form or in a world of form? Who asks you to define the ego and explain how it arose can be but he who thinks it real and seeks, by definition, to ensure that its elusive nature is concealed behind the world's that's words that seem to make it so? There is no definition for a lie that serves to make it true. So the ego is a lie that only serves to make, in this world of form, itself seem true, be true, which it cannot do. So what is the ego? Nothingness, but in a form that seems like something. The ego's opposite in every way, in origin, effect, and consequence, we call a miracle. So, that's what we are. We're a miracle. In fact, a friend of mine wrote a beautiful song that goes, You're a miracle, uh-huh. A little miracle, oh yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful children's song. And I like to sing it to myself. You're a miracle, uh-huh. I have to play that song <laughs> for us. You're a miracle, oh yeah. Uh, I'll see if I, Jeff can do that at the end of the show here. Fade out with that, maybe. Um, let's see, maybe at the break. We'll see. <laughs> um, so that's that's what the ego is. It's nothing trying to be something. Nothing trying to be something. Now... The ego is a thought system. This is also what A Course in Miracles tells us. The ego is a thought system for the purpose of allowing us to believe that we're separate. In um, chapter 3, section 4, it says in paragraph 2 here, the ego is a wrong-minded attempt to perceive yourself as you wish to be, rather than as you are. The ego is a wrong-minded attempt to perceive yourself as you wish to be, rather than as you are. Yet you can know yourself only as you are, because that is all you can be sure of. Everything else is open to question. I love this. So, 
The ego is a wrong-minded attempt to perceive yourself as you wish to be rather than as you are. So with the ego's support, we can think of ourselves as separate. We can think of ourselves as lacking. We can think of ourselves as being in limitation. None of those things are true. We're not separate. We're not lacking. And we there is no limitation. There is no lack. In God, there is no lack. There is no limitation. What is eternal and infinite cannot even... There is just no such thing. These are part of the illusion of separation. So in this world, we are experiencing separation. And it does have a purpose. Because after our long journey, what of Course in Miracles calls the meaningless journey... And it's only meaningless because it's an illusion. It still has value. Of course, Miracles tells us everything has value. And so, in our experience in this world, we have this opportunity to truly come to value our God nature, our God reality, our brothers and sisters, so profoundly, precisely because we thought we were separate. We come to value the oneness and the unity so profoundly because we go through the valley of shadows where we think we're separate. There's the value in this experience. So, the great news is that we'll never be separate, but we can believe we're separate as long as we like. That's up to us. The guarantee that A Course in Miracles gives us so beautifully is that time will end, the need for time will end, and we will remember who we are. I love the Lesson 68, Love Holds No Grievances where it says that those who forgive will remember who they are as surely as those who don't forgive will forget. So if we'd like to remember the infinite power, the perfect love, the uncompromised beauty that is our true nature, forgiveness is the way. And we can start today. I love it when God rhymes through me. (laughs) It's fun. So, we can't know ourselves as the limited self. And that's why when we identify with a separate, limited, unlovable, unloving self, it's so confusing. It's so disheartening. It feels so unpeaceful. It feels so wrong. Because it is. It's completely false. And we're confused when this is what we're doing. So, it says a little bit later in that section, section 4 in chapter 3, it says, A separated or a divided mind must be confused. Must be. It has to be in conflict because it is out of accord with itself. 
So the way back is forgiveness. What is forgiveness? It is the release of the meaning you've made of things. It is the release of the interpretation. It is living in non-judgment. No opinions, no judgments. In this space, then we can truly say, everything works together for good and there are no exceptions. In this space of non-judgment, we can be willing to understand and even perceive how it could be possible that everything, including uh, the most nightmarish things, can actually work together for good without exception. Now, uh, chapter 3, section 4, it says, The ego is the questioning aspect of the post-separation self which was made rather than created. So some, I know we have a lot of new Course in Miracles students coming in to listen to the radio show all the time, and welcome to you. Start anywhere in any of these uh, offerings, and I think you'll you'll get a, uh, some support, at least that's my intention. And, oh, by the way, speaking of support, I'm very excited. New things are happening all the time. Yay. And uh, one of the new things that's happening is that uh, we are preparing, we've been negotiating uh, to be able to send inspirational text messages with A Course of Miracles quotes, with inspiration from me, uh, one a day, something like that. You can subscribe to it. Um, I'm not sure that we'll be able to have international numbers initially. Uh, it may just be the United States initially. Sorry about that, but you can imagine how complicated it would be to negotiate with all the, you know, more than 100 countries that listen to us here. So uh, we're going to start with the U.S., see how that goes. And um, when we do the Living a Course in Miracles classes and other classes, we'll be able to text you uh, reminders. And, of course, it's all totally optional. So that's just another service we're going to be able to provide. I used to be able to do that, and then it just became way too expensive. I couldn't personally afford it anymore. That was back before uh, we started the Power of Love ministry. So, uh, cycling back to that, because people really loved getting those text messages, and um, I love sending them. It's fun. I I send them at random times, uh, you know, during the the waking hours of the United States so that people will get them and go, oh, look at that. What a nice reminder. People used to tell me all the time, came at the perfect moment. I was just having a breakdown. Then your message came in and I remembered myself. So spirit always knows when to time it and, uh, and lets us know. I think it's perfect. I know it's perfect. <laughs> and what else? I do have some other free stuff to announce. Yes, uh, we have the radio show transcripts on the livingacourseofmiracles.com resources page. Yes, and um, what else? Oh, uh, if you uh, were interested, or gosh, even if you're still interested, I did three free classes 
I think one in November, one in December, one in January. And they were preview classes for Masterful Living. And people are still telling me almost every day how much they liked those three classes. They're free. Masterful Living is closed now. But um, the free classes are still there for you. The topics are Relationship Harmony, Unblock Your Flow of Love, Time, and Energy, and Self-Love, Six Steps for Self-Healing. So all three of those classes are available at jenniferhadley.com on the events page. They're all free. You just have to register for each one, and then we send you the links. And then you can download the audio, or you can listen to it online, and you can also get the transcript now. So all that's free for you, too, now. All right. So back to the ego is the questioning aspect of the post-separation self, which was made rather than created. So remember, we're created. We're created by the Creator in the image and likeness of the Creator. So we're aspects of God. Course in Miracles tells us very clearly that God could not be God without us. And because we're of God, we're perfect. We're already perfect. I say all the time, we're already as holy as holy can be. Let us remember it. And one of the practices speaking of spiritual practice, because that's what my year-long Masterful Living course is all about. It's about the practice of these spiritual principles. We don't study them, we practice them. Because that's where the healing is. So one of the things that I do is this. In fact, one of my dear, dear friends said to me, oh, maybe last month or the month before, they said, oh, no, it's towards the end of the year. They said, so this year, what what are you really grateful for? And I said, I'm really, really grateful that I have this practice now, that if I have the most fleeting thought that something's wrong, I've done something wrong, I, I should be different, I just think, no, that's such an illusion, delusion. I'm already perfect. I am perfect. I am already perfect, and I am willing to recognize I am perfect. And so is everyone else. I'm willing to give up the idea that if I were taller, thinner, sadder, wealthier, more beautiful, less beautiful, any kind of change in my physical body and my financial status and my creative ability, anything that I could possibly adjust or change in this world could ever possibly make me more perfect. I'm already as holy as holy can be. That's my perfection. I'm willing to recognize it now. My holiness and my perfection are not conditional. Conditions are in this world, the world of form, which has nothing to do with my true reality. So what is this experience for? It's to help me value my true reality and remember that that's where I exist, in God. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. I exist 
as perfect in the mind of God as we all do, one with each other, eternally. And so anything that we've ever done, anything that's ever been done to us, cannot affect that. Let's stop thinking that it does. In my Master of Living course, I was sharing recently that we have this idea that we got a belief from something that happened in this world. I just don't believe it anymore. I believe that we had the belief and then we have the experience in this world to highlight in our awareness our belief so that we will hand it over to the Holy Spirit for healing. Holy Spirit, please take this thought out of my mind so I never think it again. I don't need it anymore. I'm done with it. I'm complete. Oh, I'm so complete with that thought. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Take it out of my mind. And always share its benefits. Let anyone else who has this thought, let them have it removed from their mind too because we share the same mind. So we're just cleansing and clearing, cleansing and clearing, taking out the trash, clearing the mental and emotional clutter day after day after day until it's all gone. I have been doing this and the first year I did this, I had so much healing, I couldn't believe it. It was miraculous. You know, and that's the whole point of my Masterful Living course is to do it and not forget to do it. We help each other. We remind each other. We stay in tune with each other. And it's fantastic. So you can do that. Get some friends together. Get a study group together. Don't go it alone. You're not alone. Why would you go it alone? So, and by the way, I'll just say, I'm going to ask you all to hold this in prayer. I'm really working so that we can have global support for anybody who would like it. The ministry is growing. The ministry is growing. Yes. The more we clear out the trash, the more we can serve the light. The more we serve the light, the less interested in the trash we are. We just dump it and dump it. So the ego is the questioning aspect of the post-separation self, which was made rather than created. So we became enamored of our opinions and judgments. We started to really believe in the possibility of separation. And the ego came into being. It's the questioning aspect of what we believe to be a separate self, which we made for the purpose of experiencing separation. Right? The tiny mad idea... What if I could believe I was separate and really, really believe it? And then we forgot to laugh. We had the idea, I'm better than this one. We had the idea, they're better than me. I'm worse than them. I don't have enough. All these crazy thoughts, we forgot to laugh. We forgot to go, wait a minute. <laughs> Separation isn't even possible. So that's how we got in this predicament. And the one thing that's assured in this world is that this delusion of separation will come to an end. As soon as we wish it, war is over. 
as soon as we want it, right? That's what John Lennon and Yoko Ono gave us. War is over as soon as we want it. So the ego is capable of asking questions, but not of perceiving meaningful answers, because these would involve knowledge and cannot be perceived. The mind is therefore confused, because one-mindedness can be without Excuse me. The mind is therefore confused because only one-mindedness can be without confusion. A separated or divided mind must be confused. So, when we give up separation, we won't be confused anymore. Confusion has been such a part of my journey. Such a painful part of my journey. Feeling confused. Oh, really, truly. Oh my gosh, such ugh. And mm, yeah, so glad it's fading. Now, in chapter four, section one, it says the ego is a contradiction. Yeah, it's a contradiction. Yourself, small self, small s, and God's self, that's us, capital S, are in opposition. They are opposed in source, in direction, and in outcome. They are fundamentally irreconcilable, because spirit cannot perceive, and the ego cannot know. So this is important, because one of the main points I make all the time that's been such a gift to me is to recognize that if I'm trying to understand something, if I'm trying to comprehend something, I don't recognize that what I'm trying to do is perceive the truth rather than remember that I already know it. So this this is part of the split, this is part of the contradiction. And, therefore, one of the most healing things we can do is any time, any time at all, we're trying to understand something, we're trying to comprehend it, we're trying to figure out. Because people tell me all the time, I've been a spiritual counselor for 16 years. How, in how many sessions do people say, I'm just trying to figure out, I'm trying to understand, I'm trying to comprehend. And they're often saying things to me like, I'm just trying to understand, do I keep this relationship going? Do I leave this relationship? I'm trying to know, what what is God telling me? What does God want? Well, first of all, God doesn't want anything, because how could one that is everything want anything? How could it want anything for us when it's given everything to us? We have the mind of God. The mind of God can create infinite beauty and peace and joy, wisdom, clarity, freedom, wholeness, all kinds of experiences anytime we desire, if that's what we desire. But when we're focused on lack and limitation, then we're going to bring forth Delusions of lack and limitation. You see, it's our choice. So, when we're trying to understand, when we're trying to figure out, we're trying to perceive via the ego. When we know, 
we already know. It's already there in our mind. That's why I often say that one of my favorite moments in literary history is um, Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol at, at the end when Scrooge gets up in the morning and he's dancing around his bedroom and he's declaring, I don't know anything, I don't know anything. He's so delighted because he's reached this place of realizing he's not the ego. The, the ego, the I that he's thought he is, doesn't know anything. And then he says, but now I know I don't know anything. Now I know it. I have the wisdom to know that the ego doesn't know anything. I am is the one who knows. Yes, and we are not the ego. The ego is nothing, trying to be something. And I have found that one of the best cures for ego attachment is I just, in my mind, I turn and face the ego and I say, you're nothing trying to be something. I am that I am. Follow me and we will have a beautiful experience in this life. But you'll always be nothing trying to make something, to be something. I already am. I am that I am. I am already perfect. And I do not need to make myself more perfect. It's not even possible. As what I was saying last week, our only thing that we must do is be willing. And, as the Course tells us, we can't do any more than that. It's ego to think that we can. How wonderful. How wonderful is that? It's so wonderful. It's just like that's all we need. We just carry the book around and just keep focusing on that. The ego is nothing. I am everything and I am willing to remember that I am that I am. Holy Spirit, make it so now, this now. I don't have to wait. I cannot be improved upon. There's nothing for me to wait for. There's no delay. Now. Now, now, now. Whew. Feels so good. <laughs> yes. All right. So I'll, I'm going to take a break here. And just a reminder, go get those free classes while they're still there. The self-love the Unblock Your Flow of Time, Energy, and Money, and um, Relationship Harmony. Three free classes. Uh, download them, get the transcripts, share them with friends, and uh, make a workshop out of it. I always think that's a great thing to do. People often are um, desiring to start a study group. And um, by the way, we have study group support for you, free study group support at livingacourseofmiracles.com. We've got a few audios there all about how to start a study group, run a study group, manage a study group, uh, lots more for you there. And um, a reminder too, if you go look at the uh, Course of Miracles resources page and you 
don't see the transcript of an episode you'd like, just write to admin at jenniferhadley.com and we'll put it at the top of the queue for the next one. We've got about 70 out of 270 episodes transcribed, so we're making real headway. That We did that in just about six months, so who knows, maybe we'll get... Um, uh, another 100, 150 done this year. Yay! And thank you for all the people who've given donations to support that effort. God bless you. People are grateful. All right, time for me to take a break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. Well, we're talking about what is the ego? What is the ego? And of course, the ego is nothing. And it's so important for us to understand what the ego is and what the ego is not. It's something, it's nothing trying to be something. It says uh, in chapter 4, section 2, the ego is only an idea and not a fact. The ego is only an idea and not a fact. We're a fact. Spirit is a fact. And in this section, it's really great what it says here. It says, and this is paragraph two. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm going to back up in uh, paragraph one. This uh, section two in chapter four is called The Ego and False Autonomy. It says, it is reasonable to ask how the mind could ever have made the ego. In fact, it is the best question you could ask. There is, however, no point in giving an answer in terms of the past, because the past does not matter. And history would not exist if the same errors were not being repeated in the present. All right, I'm going to break that down because that is so rich. It's like a truffle. <laughs> so there's no point in giving an answer about how the ego got created in terms of the past because the past does not matter. Now, I don't know about you, but I have spent, invested what some would say who think of youth as being the best years of your life, not for me. Boy, it just keeps getting better and better for me, believe me. But for those who think of the youth as the topsoil years of their life, right, uh, I certainly invested those years in thinking that the past mattered. I was always thinking about the past, 
so often thinking about the past and thinking about the future in terms of not repeating the past or taking vengeance in the future. So what a great gift it is to give to ourselves to simply say, the past does not matter. It just doesn't matter. And history would not exist if the same errors were not being repeated in the present. So in other words, if we weren't repeating the errors of the past, we would know who we are. We would be awake. We would ascend. We would be enlightened. And so, because we are repeating the errors of the past, we value the history. We're trying to learn from the history rather than just let it go. Let it go, let it go, let it go. So it says here, abstract thought applies to knowledge because knowledge is completely impersonal and examples are irrelevant to its understanding. Okay, so I was saying before the break that when we're trying to understand things, then we're thinking with the ego, with the ego thought system, thinking that we don't already know. Okay, when we know, we don't try to understand things because we know. This is the difference between thinking the thoughts we think with God and thinking with the ego. So abstract thought applies to knowledge because knowledge is completely impersonal, right? God is impersonal, right? God is the same now, today, forever, always. And that's what we are in our spirit reality. If it's changing, it's of the ego. It's temporary. It's of this world. So it says, there could be no better example that the ego, this, this, uh, excuse me. It is important to realize that this, oh, I'm skipping right past it. There it is. (laughs) Perception, however, is always specific and therefore quite concrete. Everyone makes an ego or a self for himself which is subject to enormous variation because of its instability, right? Ego is unstable because it's based in the delusion that we're separate. So the egos, when we're identified with the ego, we're always going to feel insecure and off balance. Isn't that just the the most, the only reason we need to say, hey, I don't think I want to identify with the ego anymore. I think I'm going to identify with spirit now. Holy Spirit, I'm ready. I'm willing. I'm going to identify with you now. So, uh, please, I'm willing. I'm so willing. And then every time we get upset, we realize, oh, I guess I'm not that willing. Uh, But I can change my mind. I must have made a wrong decision because I'm not at peace. But I'm the one who made the decision. I'm the decision maker, so... I can change my mind and be at peace. And the Holy Spirit will dissolve all the consequences of my wrong decision. Right? That's the prayer at the end of uh, chapter 5, page 90. 
So it says we make an ego for everyone else we perceive, which is equally variable. So our ego is unstable and variable because it's based on a lie. And then our ego makes another ego for everyone it perceives, which is equally variable. Talk about off balance. No wonder people are frightened, right? This is, everything is unstable in the world of the ego. And there's no way to get stability. But isn't that what the ego is always trying to do? I mean, just think about everything you've ever done to try to feel safe, right? Just think of everything you've ever done to try to feel safe. Yeah. Think of everything, every effort that you've made to try and feel secure. by changing things in this world, by rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. Can you be made safe that way? No, the the thing is to know in your mind you're not unsafe and you never were. That's the great perfection. So, We make our ego and we make one for everybody else. And then the interaction between the two egos, it says, is a process that alters both because they were not made by or with the unalterable, right? Spirit is unalterable, undamageable. And that's the thing about our true nature. It's perfect forever, whole forever. Think of this. I think of this often when I'm praying for someone's health and wholeness. That spirit is all that there is. God is all that there is. There is no other. And therefore, because I am of God, wholeness has to be my nature. If I'm experiencing, which right now you can hear it in my sinuses, If I'm experiencing less than wholeness, or the seeming appearance of it, it has to be some expression of either a belief in lack of wholeness or a return to wholeness in my mind. Right. This is one of the things I think that's that's helpful, and, and that is to realize that everything that is expressing in the body is helpful. It is helpful. It's helpful for us to work with in our mind. And uh, it's very common that when people are going through transformation, all kinds of appearances will show up in their body as we're recalibrating. Yep. It's quite an, oh my gosh, everyone I know is in such an intense recalibration. And if you're willing to really, really put your attention on this now and not be trying to get your safety and security from the world, but if you're really doing this inner, inner work 
Oh my God, the recalibration is happening so fast. It's so beautiful and so powerful. Um, if you're interested, uh, I did a class on New Year's Day, New Year's Reboot. It's only $22. It was so good, and it's really helpful to lay out uh, a spiritual map for the year, uh, a real foundation. I encourage you to do that, and if you'd like more support with that, you can get my New Year's Intentions class, which is the first four weeks of Masterful Living. And the combo of New Year's Reboot and New Year's Intentions is really, um, I, I think it's just a, an amazing way to really anchor your spiritual growth this year in, in things that are profound. Uh, every year at the end of Masterful Living, so many people tell me, Jennifer, I don't know how it happened. I never believed it could happen, but the things that I did at the beginning of the year, the intentions I set and all of that, they have come into fruition. And I, I just had no idea that I could ever accomplish this. And, um, and now they know. And that forever changes them. So you can do that too. You know, uh, if you want to do it step by step with me, try these classes. But you definitely can do it without me. I mean, you have A Course of Miracles. You have Holy Spirit, right? I just like to do it with a group. What can I say? (laughs) That's how I roll. So I can't be quiet. I have to share. I just, I'm a sharer. I really am. I love to share. So it says here, we make an ego for everyone we perceive. And that ego is variable too. And then our interaction with other people's egos, our ego to ego interactions, alter both egos because the egos are something that we made. And it says here, it is important, and this is uh, text chapter 4, section 2, it is important to realize that this alteration can and does occur as readily when the interaction takes place in the mind as when it involves physical proximity. Thinking about another ego is as effective in changing relative perception as is physical interaction. There could be no better example that the ego is only an idea and not a fact. So in other words, we can change our mind about a person and that can change our relationship with them. And that doesn't have anything to do with physical proximity. It doesn't even have to do with the person could have passed away. It says, your own state of mind is a good example of how the ego was made. When you threw knowledge away, it is as if you never had it. Yeah, and that's one of the big challenges, is we forget that all wisdom, all knowledge, is something that we have. We were given it by our Creator, and it's still there. That's why we say, seek first the kingdom, and all else will be added unto us. And where is the kingdom? It's within. Yeah. So our waking up requires us to realize that the ego is not our true self. It's a false self. 
in uh, later in chapter 4, section 2, it says uh, in paragraph 8, the ego is the mind's belief that it is completely on its own. You see, it's the thought system of separation. Yeah. The mind's belief that it is completely on its own. Yeah, but you are, Blanche. You are in a wheelchair. Right? What was the name of that movie? Ah, gosh, I can see Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. The two sisters. That scene when she's so cruel to her sister. Joan Crawford says, I wish I wasn't in this wheelchair. And Betty Davis says, but you are, Blanche. You are in the wheelchair. Pure ego. What is the name of that movie? Uh, I'll think of it as soon as the show's over. Who knows? Spirit will give it to me. Gosh. <sighs> the ego is not who we are. It's not what we are. It's a thought system designed so that we can think we're on our own and separate that we don't have. It's the only way that we can actually have any kind of experience of lack and limitation because lack and limitation are completely false. There's no lack in God. Whenever I think something's been lost or there's a sense of lack, that's what I tell myself. I say, Jennifer, but there is no lack in God. There is nothing. You can't be lost. It's in God. Where can it go? So it can't be lost. Right? I find these thoughts very helpful and comforting. It's it's about the correction of the mind, right? It's the mind training. Yes, yes, yes. Ah. So grateful for these teachings. You know, the the ego is always off balance. It's always out of sorts. And the reason is, is because every goodness that it thinks it has is totally conditional. Its peace is conditional. Its love is conditional. Its happiness is conditional. Its wholeness is conditional. Its beauty is conditional. Whenever you think that things are conditional, oh, I must be thinking I'm an ego. I'm a body. In in uh, section six of uh, chapter four, it says. In paragraph one, the ego is nothing more than a part of your belief about yourself. That's all that it is. So you see, I was I was teaching about this in Masterful Living yesterday, that the ego is like a puppet, right? A hand puppet you could think of. So you put the puppet on your hand, and then. The puppet can pick things up. It can throw things, right? Um, and you, you, it, it seems to be animated. It seems to be something, that puppet, doesn't it? certainly does to a child, right? But you take your hand out of that puppet and you lay that puppet on the table. That puppet cannot do anything, has no volition, has no ability to do anything. It has no desire. It has no thoughts. It has nothing. It is nothing. It's an inanimate object. And that's really what the ego thought system is. It's just a bunch of thoughts 
like a puppet that don't have any life until you think them, until you believe them, until you agree with them. Why is that? Because you have the power. God is the power. God is what you are. All the power that there is in this world comes from God. So when the mind of God enters into the puppet, the puppet seems to have energy and life and power, that it could throw things, it could break things, it could smash things, it could cuddle things and comfort things. But no, you take your hand out of that puppet, you take the God, attention, your awareness, out of the ego, thought system, and it's nothing. It's something, excuse me, it's nothing, trying to be something which it could never be. And that is the story my friends. The story of our glory. Yes, indeed. Well, it's time for me to wind up here. And um, I told you you can get the transcripts at livingacourseofmiracles.com and that you can get the free classes at jenniferhadley.com on the events page. Don't forget also there's the free How to Get Over It Forgiveness Workshop on the homepage at jenniferhadley.com. Um, I'm going to be at the wonderful conference with Jimmy Twyman in uh, Easter weekend, along with uh, a bunch of my other Course in Miracles pals, Lisa Natoli, David Hoffmeister, I forget who else right now, and um, and I'm working on a retreat for late March, and I'll be able to tell you about that next week. Uh, if you'd like to know about my events and the things I'm doing and the free stuff and the discounts, just go to jenniferhadley.com and you can sign up for my daily inspiration. You can get my free forgiveness workshop. That'll put you on the mailing list. And uh, you can get daily inspiration and prayer from me. And uh, next week I'll have the text messages set up for you. Finally, I'd just like to say thank you, thank you, thank you to all the people who have contributed in various ways to support this ministry so that we can offer so much. So nice to be transcribing the radio shows to offer all these free classes. Remember the free Living A Course of Miracles classes. We've got quite a lot of them. We also have a lot of Living A Course of Miracles classes for sale. And those sales help fund all these free things, including this radio show. We are listener-sponsored radio. So as I place my hand on my heart and I say a blessing for us, I am so grateful and thankful for the higher Holy Spirit self leading us and guiding us every day in every way. In gratitude, we share the benefits of our life of love with everyone because we're one with them. So grateful to know and declare that we are willing. We are willing to be guided and led by the Holy Spirit In gratitude, we share the benefits with every being because all minds are joined. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. 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 And I'll get you that miracle song next week. Thank you for tuning in to A Course in Miracles. Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Join us every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Central 
for more tools and insights into how to express your beliefs from moment to moment, every day, in every way. A Course in Miracles. Living the love, walking the talk. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by JenniferHadley.com, a global resource providing tools, insight, and support for those seeking to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Online at www.jenniferhadley.com. While there, we invite you to visit Jennifer's blog, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have become Jennifer's prayer partners through her daily power prayer. Like them, you can enjoy this extra support as you come to walk your talk and live A Course in Miracles every day in every way.